I'm Stuart Sheldon. My name's Ron Rothberg. 30 years ago, I was on Wall Street. I was the youngest vice president at my fancy company, but that's not what I wanted to do. After spending nearly 25 years in media, I knew things were changing, both in the industry and inside me. Swan Dive shares the powerful stories of those who had the clarity and backbone to make a major life pivot to their vision. I took a swan dive. I have been an artist ever since, and it's the best choice I ever made. Getting closer to who you really are. That's Swan Dive. Hey, everyone. And welcome to another edition of Swan Dive. Now, just for context, we recorded these talks in January and February before the entire planet paused. But nonetheless, these conversations about changing are even more relevant now. So in this episode, after 16 years, I tell my boss I'm leaving. We talk about how that conversation went, the power of activating your network, about putting your right shoe on first, and how today is one of these days. We might even talk a little bit about the movie Goodwill Hunting. This just got real. The dive is happening right now on Swan Dive. From the studios at Peacock and Park in historic Avondale, Jacksonville, Florida, and coming to you from a thatched hut somewhere in Costa Rica in the fancy, nasty studios, it's Ron Rothberg and Stu Sheldon with another edition of Swan Dive, a pivot into your vision. Hey, Stu. Hey, my brother. Nice to hear you. Yeah, man. So uh, did you get your surf sesh in this morning? That's important. Check. Roger that. Beautiful Mm -hmm. morning here on the northwest corner of paradise and uh, feeling good. Very good. Well, this is an interesting and very important episode of this here uh, story. You know, we're doing this because we know there are several voices out there that are similar to ours. Uh, there is an uncomfort in doing the same things we've done, and it is just coming to the point of diving, diving into your vision, diving into your future, diving into your talents, diving into the things inside you that you know you have that you haven't activated yet. And this is an important and ongoing conversation. And why is this an important one? This was the week that I made my declaration, Stu. I made it known to those around me, the important people that I, that I work with, um, that it was time for me to go. And, yeah, um, man, that, that, uh, that is a big deal. I mean, that, rec- that, that, that's almost, that almost uh, warrants a moment of silence, because, <laughs> which I'm incapable of, of doing. But uh, nevertheless, that is such a big moment, and I applaud you, and I can't wait to hear the details. So, yeah, so definitely um, I'm airborne right now. You know, the, the toes are off the cliff. Um, we talked about this before. It's really important to kind of go back in time and understand how we got here. And one of the things that keeps us on the top of the cliff, it seems like that metaphor is great because it took me a couple of years of climbing and I went down and I went up and I went down and I went up. But one thing was certain was that as I was climbing, um, I was very, very aware of the roots and the grooves that I wore in the ground um, in the 16-year career that I had. Don't get me wrong. It was a great career. I've had a wonderful run. But it was time. And, and you had brought this up before, uh, the, the concept of grooves that you wear in the ground, just kind of putting your head down and getting programmed and doing the same thing day after day. How do we get there? Well, listen, it's, it's neural pathways. I mean, it's science. You know, you, uh, if you do the same thing the same way, 
day after day, year after year, it becomes um, part of your neural networking and it's how you do it. And that same idea is present in anything. You become familiar with something, you become comfortable with doing it that way. That doesn't necessarily mean that you like doing it that way, but you know how to do it that way. And, uh, and a lot of folks can never, you know, they miss, they mistake comfort for wellness or comfort for satisfaction or safety and safety. Exactly. And for safety, it happens in marriages. It happens in professional lives. It happens in relationships. And, uh, it's the, it's, it takes a big person to really recognize your patterning and your grooves and uh, kind of climbing your way up out of those, look around and 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 go dig new groups, you know, it, which is what you just started to do. Sure. And those neural pathways and those worn grooves are very hard uh, to to break. I was in uh, Israel in November. I went on a men's group trip to Israel. It was sponsored by uh, the local uh, uh, temple. And I was with the group. I'm not a I'm not a religious person. I'm I, I'm not a devout Jewish person. I I believe in uh, Judaism as a culture, but the religious part of it had been kind of hitting and missing for quite some time. But this was a really interesting trip, and I learned a lot of things. And one of the things that was I was exposed to devout practicing Orthodox Jews do this thing uh, that I never knew about. They they may make a prayer when they put their right shoe on first. And they consciously put their right shoe on first and dedicate those several minutes to thinking about doing something kind for somebody else that day. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful, perfect, simple thing that I can dedicate to. I can take this with me. And, you know, I loved the people of Israel. I loved the country of Israel. I loved her history. Judaism, you know, there's a great pragmatism to a lot of Judaism, and I respect that the laws of kosher, and then this, this right shoe first to do something good for somebody somebody else. So I come back and I tell my wife and kids way too many times because I think I'm annoying. And I say, I'm going to do this. This is what, you know, I, this is a great thing. It's a simple thing to adopt in your day. So weeks pass and the, I, I, I am intentional with this. I, I am intentional. I'm in my morning routine. I'm in the shower. I'm washing my hair. I get out. I brush my teeth. I go to the bedroom. I get in my car. I'm driving in my car and I'm like, wait, did I put my right shoe on first? Hmm. I thought a lot about it. The next day, same thing. I'm shaving. I'm doing my thing. I get to work. I'm at my desk. Holy cow. Again, I didn't do it. Honest to goodness, it took a full three months until a full week went by when I was able to reprogram myself, get out of the groove and just say, this is it. I've done it five days in a row. I put my right shoe on first with the intention of doing something kind for, for others. And I thought about Stu, I thought about it. I thought about why, why does that take so much time to reprogram yourself? And I fully believe for me, it's the, just the difficulty in being present and that whole ner- the whole need to be on to the next thing because the thing that you're doing right now, that stupid, benign act of putting on your shoes could in fact be the most important thing you did that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I mean, the, the bottom line is you're learning to be intentional 
It's, it's something that most of us are not. I'm learning as well and really trying to think about that. Um, uh, my question is also, did you actually do a kind thing for another person? <laughs> it's one thing to put your shoe on and think about it. The other thing is, did you actually activate the intention? Um, you know, it's you know. funny. Yes. Uh, and it, it's something, uh, it's remarkable when you think about that early in the day and you go through your day. Like just the other day, I'm walking my dog and I see another guy walking his dog, a neighbor, and we exchange names and pleasantries and he lives a couple of streets over and I live over here. And, and, and it was as simple as being kind to each other and acknowledging each other. And that was um, as big as it got for me that day. And then and, and that was big. And so yeah. just like you said, intentional, intentional. And the intent of breaking through the grooves and breaking through the routine and, and getting out of the comfort will take a long time because this is a long game. I, I, I love that, that this is a long game and I embrace that. And so in this long game, going back in time, we had a, every intention of, uh, of me doing this dive in 2021. January 2021, it was all on paper. My wife and I talked about it. <clears throat> I was going to work another year. And at the end of the last year, I just I made up my mind a different way. I pivoted and I said, I can't do it anymore. I'm ready. I am so ready. It is time. And so I moved that timeline up. Uh, um, my wife had her reservations because... I have been known to start things and maybe not finish them and, um, in the past. Uh, but this was something that was too important uh, not to finish. So yeah. going, going forward in time, because it just, Stu, it was like it, it was inside me. I was a little bit was dying every day, and, and I, couldn't, I couldn't exist and thrive in that. So I went forward. And so, yeah, so this week I, I, um, I did it. Walked into my boss's office, uh, a woman with whom I've known for a dozen years plus, and uh, I respect her very much. She's wonderful. She's been supportive. You had talked last time about this, um, these arms around you that once you make that decision, you're going to find that people are going to embrace and love and support you. And I was very uh, nervous about this conversation, but I put it out there and I put it out there very quickly. What did you say exactly? I said, listen, uh, this is something I want to get your personal advice on this. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is why. And I am going to be gone from the company at the end of March. That's, I'm, I, and I, I thought about all the things involved in this. And I respect you so much that I have to give you as much time as possible to make a good succession plan. But this is what I'm doing because I can't look inwardly and do the things that I need to do for you and for this company anymore outwardly. And so the honest, forthright, courageous thing to do, and we'll get back to that word in just a second, is to, uh, to put it all out there and, uh, and, and let you know what's going on. And, and she, what did she say? What did she say exactly to you after, at that moment? She said, I thought I'd be gone before you. And then she, and then, uh, and then she used that C word, uh, courage. It takes a lot of courage to do that. And, um, and I, I've pushed back on the, on the C word. Um, I think it's, and then I I thought about that. Uh, is it courageous? Uh, is it survival? Um, I think it's a combination of having the courage to follow your convictions. If you've made up your mind on the inside, you have to bring it out. 
And, and yeah. I believe that that's what that courage is, is the courage to follow the convictions. Whatever decision you've made, uh, whatever your, uh, your next step is, you know, to follow through on it. And there's a lot of people out there that, that I've talked to recently that have said, I want to do this, but I got to do this first. And the grooves keep grinding and the comfort is there and the safety is there. And that's okay because it's going to come. It's going to be their time. This just happened to be my time. This yeah. just happened to be my time. Uh, no judgment, no timeline on anyone. It is a long game, but this happened to be my time. And that's what I told her. And, and, and she embraced it. She right. absolutely, absolutely embraced it. And quite honestly, was a bit envious of, of, of what was going on because I told her a couple of things that I had going on on the outside. I said, I'm, I'm diving into this, this, this realm, this medium of, of, of podcasting. I really feel like there's a voice there that we Stu, are contributing to this platform and this medium. And we have something very important to tell. And, um, and it, I, I just have been drawn into this. You and I text back and forth and I'm giddy. I'm like, busting at the seams to open up the microphones and have a conversation and that's drive and passion. And those are the things that was, were missing uh, while I was climbing that cliff and while I was peering down at the water and wherein I was just paused at the top. Yeah. Paused at the top. I think that our culture, I mean, the U S culture is inherently aspirational in other words, we all have dreams and one day and I'm going to, um, and far too often we, we don't activate the, the, the dream state, you know, this whole idea of one day I'm gonna, one of these days, Why um, I you know, my, my life is about today is one of these days. It, today is the day that I said, you know, when I said one day, I meant this day. Yes. And and so for so much so so many of us and so many of you out there one of these days when is that exactly? Like do me a favor open your calendar and tell me what day is one <laughs> of these days cuz I but, contend that it's like in the next 30 days, okay? That's when one of these days is. And we just need to sort of rethink this because the idea of being present it's so it's such an overused term but it, it, I was at a party last night and I met a, a guy, happy-go-lucky Spanish guy. Um, and I said, hey, man, 2020, perfect vision. What do you see? What do you, what do you got? What are you looking forward to? And he said, listen, man, there's nothing but right now, this moment. I'm, looking, I'm enjoying this moment right now. Yeah. There's nothing behind me. There's nothing in front of me. I'm talking to you. I feel great. Life is good. Pura vida. And I'm like, dude, best answer ever. Yeah. And um, so it's yeah, it's one of those days. It's one yeah. of one of these days is today. And I think that people need to sort of wrap their arms around that idea that it could be now. It yeah. can be now. Sure, you got to get your finances in order. Sure, you got to be uh, get your partner on board. Sure, you you know you got to do it with respect when you walk into your boss's office, as you clearly did. Yes. Um, but uh, just get your arms around like one of these days is now, and let's get on with it. You know, that's well, like the first part of this. And the now has a payoff. I I um I walked out with a very much a, a, a skip in my step. Um, I felt the relief, immediate relief uh, that that was lift lifted from my shoulders. That 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 I knew it was the right thing to do. It was the right time to do it. I felt so good about it. I called my wife and I said, "Hey, 
talk to it. Let let the cat out of the bag. And she said, really? I'm like, yep, it's happening. It's happening. And then I, I reached out to several other folks uh, in my network. And we'll talk about that in just a second because that's one, one of the most important things uh, I think about this whole journey is your network and activating that. And I was met with so much love, support, envy, jealousy, awe, all those things. You know, 16 years of grooves is a long time for me, for me. And, uh, and, and others, I'm sure, have deep grooves. The, the cows going from one side of the pasture to the other. And it's hard to do that. So I got home, hugged my wife, poured myself a nice whiskey on the rocks, and I turned on the TV. I was feeling really good. I turned on the TV, Stu, and I, I bumped into the beginning of the movie Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And uh, I will contend that's probably one of the best masterpieces ever created. Um, <laughs> and I just watched that movie and freaking cried my eyes out um, at so many different things. You know, it's a story of perception, identity, and embracing yourself and your gifts. I was like, shit, how important was that for me at that moment? And then Robin freaking Williams and an Academy Award and his deep, beautiful, blue, troubled eyes that look back at you now and you see the depths of that pain. Wow. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then I got, you know, one of the, our conversations earlier was about curiosity. So I got real curious about Goodwill Hunting. Why Goodwill Hunting? Why is that on right now? Why am I deep in the middle of this? And it was, of course, the movie that launched the careers of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They wrote this. Matt Damon was a senior at Harvard. He turned this in as a one-act play, and then years uh, back and forth with producers, it became what it was. They lived on each other's couch in L.A., but they embraced who they were in their Bostonian background and delivered on the authenticity in such a a, a remarkable way that it launched them into who they are and what they did. Yeah, you know, you tap on this this idea of authenticity, and and it's really hard for a lot of us to discover who we are, who we are authentically. I mean, because we spend so many years and eventually decades, many of us, not necessarily being who we authentically are, but being who we need to be to pay the bills, or being who we think people that we admire want us to be or think that we should be. Um, and eventually we get into these grooves and then all of a sudden 30 yeah. years pass and, you know, you're not really ever doing what you're best at or who you authentically are and what your gifts are. You're not activating your gifts. I think so much of this idea of a swan dive is about activating your gifts. Everybody's got gifts. Everybody's got their thing, you know, mm-hmm. that they're good at, that they're best at, that they that, 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 that is the, of greatest value to not only themselves but the world at large. How do we all get to that? How do we all discover what that is um, and then fully own it and, and activate it? And I don't have the answer for that, but I do know that there is a first step and that first step is, is the pivot. And, uh, and I, I can say, I can hear in your voice, the elation, I can hear the, 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 the sense of self worth and pride in your, in yourself as you should feel. 
Um, and I feel it for you. I mean, I've watched your career from day one, from your, your early days as a radio, you know, sort of a powerhouse DJ making moves and, and having fun and, and, and then watched you evolve into the media space, um, with Comcast and, and I'm sure you were just great at it and you could have gone on, you could have made a lot more money, um, and you did well financially and, and otherwise. And so, you know, you could have just kept on going and, and, and just kept collecting the benefits of that. But, but I, but you, I could, but you, but you but, didn't, man, you wanted to do, it wasn't your, a manifestation of your greatest gifts. You have many skills and we all have many skills, but your greatest gifts and your greatest talents, the shiniest of all your talents is your creative spark, your humor, your ability to string a narrative with both humor and heart. And, uh, and that is, you know, where, where you're headed now. But, so good but, on but you, man. But thanks, man. But it's, it, but a, a beyond, you know, having to make that pivot is the reality. And I think this is the, the, why this voice is such a shared voice is that several other people in several other industries are going to be faced with the same thing. The truth of the matter is technology is changing the world as we know it. It's changing industry as we know it. It's sharpening industries. It's flattening industries. It's blowing up industries. And, and for us and our colleagues and people in this place, in this space, we need to have our eyes wide open and go back to authenticity and honesty. Honesty and at looking at where you are and where the runway is going to take you. And, and that was part of my decision and something that I share with a lot of people when I have these conversations. I think in the back of everyone's mind, they know that there is a future outside of where they currently are. And at the time of authenticity and at the time of honesty to activate a plan to go towards something that is more meaningful toward, for them and more honest in their heart, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. The voice we share with a lot of people at this moment in time is that technology is going to displace most every industry and change it. Are you able to change with it? Or are you able to pivot into something else? And for me, for you, with your art, for me, uh, with this platform and some other things that are, that are out there for me, um, I have a great opportunity to pivot into my past and activate those treasures, those gifts that I have. And, and that's really important. But the other part of it, the, the important part now as, as I go forward, so, so that happened this week. The most important thing that happened for me this week was the validation I got from my network. And I really want to talk about the network that we have around us and why it's so important to tap into that while you dive. Because your network is there for you. I had a conversation with a lifelong friend. Gosh, I, I love these lifelong friends. Um, someone I went to college with, George Woods, who... Um, he gave me a job. I, Stu, I worked for the NFL. He was the marketing man, uh, director for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, and he gave me a job. I was the voice of the animal electronic parrot on the back of the pirate ship when they opened the new stadium, and it was so much fun, and I've known him forever. And I called him, and I said, George, you pivoted. You did your thing. Um, what was the most important thing? And he said, your network. He said, your network, he said, reach out to people. He said, people want to help. People will embrace you. And it's human nature. It's human nature to, uh, to, to lend that hand. And I did that. I, I reached out to several people with whom I, 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 I 
covet their uh, their opinion and I talked my way through it and it felt so good on a couple of different levels. Number one, it was a great excuse to reconnect with people. Uh, but on another level, it was um, validation uh, of the decisions that I made and why it was important to do them. And as I go forward, that network is going to be very important. And I'm sure several folks have networks that, um, that, that are the same thing. Um, you talked about uh, your network uh, and how just random ways that you blew up that came to you as such a surprise. Well, listen, my, I mean, let's talk about my pivot. And, you know, I pivoted 30 years ago from, from finance to fine art, well, to film school. Um, fine art came a couple decades later. But nevertheless, um, basically, I was like that cliche kid who just wanted any job, any, in, you know, in Hollywood kind of thing. I'll do anything. I'll clean the toilets. Just get me on a movie set kind of thing. And after a year at the University of Miami Film School, I moved to Los Angeles because I was trying to get, a, you know, wanted to finish up at a, at a better film school. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I moved to Los Angeles and I had basically a year uh, to kill while I was applying to get into one of the good schools. And so I figured I, one, two, two of my buddies um, were uh, had, had an apartment. I moved in with those two guys. They both were in the business, in the film business. And, um, and I told them both, hey, man, you know, what do you got? You know, anything, I'll do anything if you got any love on the sets of, of your shows or whatever. So first of all, um, the week after I get there, I come home and one of my roommates says, hey, Stu, um, I want you to check this out. And he throws a script on a table or a, 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 what looked like a script on a table. And he says, turn to page seven. Mm-hmm. I open the thing up. I turn to page seven. I look down. It says production assistants. Boom, boom, boom. Stuart Sheldon. So I'm on this show. And I was like, wow, dude, this is insane. And it was a Michael Jackson's black or white video. So my very first gig in one week being in, in, in Los Angeles uh, was working with Michael Jackson. And it was only because of my network, only because of my friend who I, I reached out to and who reached back and who, you know, who, who, who brought it. And, and that was incredible. And then shortly thereafter, my mom, who was a public school teacher and had a colleague who was also a public school teacher, reached out to a friend of hers because her son had become a big time producer and writer in Hollywood, had like seven movies in the can already and, and had won awards. So she reached out to her son who's, and, and, and I in turn got to meet him. I invited him to lunch. Mind you, I'm, I'm a vice president of investments. I've been managing millions of dollars. So I say, dude, let me take you to lunch. Let's get together. Chatted, got to know him. Hey, this is what I want to do. Chasing my passion, et cetera, et cetera you got anything? He calls me back a week later. Um, would you mind driving the star on my next movie? And I became the (laughs) Donald Sutherland's chauffeur for the next several months. So Michael Jackson, Donald Sutherland, you know, I mean, it all just happened because of my mom and my good friend and other folks in my network who also sort of those things just kept happening. I reached out, there was enthusiasm going in both directions. They were happy to help me. Um, they genuinely did help me. I took advantage of the situation. So, so yeah, man, you're just going to find, I'm sure now that, you know, that you're out, you're sort of come out with this whole new, new, you, new, new, new direction. 
that people are going to be like, oh, absolutely. You're in the podcast yes. business. Well, my cousin's been doing that for two years. And let me, you know, it's just going to start click, click, clicking along. And because once you sort of put a marker down and say, I am this, I'm this, and this is what I want, and this is what I'm into, people will start to sort of respond to you as that. But Stu, I and, think it's bigger than that. I think it's, I think the bigger point than that is that you're not an island that we're all in this together. And there's a lot of people that want to give that warm embrace. I fully believe that, you know, and um, just like Michael Jackson, you know, Uh, but, but it's, it's, it is, I think I, 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 I hope I live my life that people are well-intended that have good intentions. And that's what I think is, was so important. What George told me about the things that came back to him from his network were the things that you just said. People are warm, excited, helpful. And, and, and just thinking about it in that way gives you that pause to do it because you have a lot of hands around you. And that, well, that, that to me is, is huge. Here's what I'm going to say. When someone has, you know, when I decided to leave Wall Street, I looked in my parents' eyes and my parents are, are wonderful parents and they're wonderful people. And they saw in my eyes the truth. They saw my truth. My truth was that that I was in agony, that I was not in the right career, that I'd given it five years. I mean, I had not, I wasn't just bailing, you know. And they saw the truth in my eyes that like this was what I, that my dream, I had dreams and I wanted to chase those dreams and I wanted to pivot. They saw that and they embraced that and they, they supported me because they love me. And of course, they want their child to move towards his truth and his authenticity and so forth. Every single person that you or whomever is listening out there meets, once you have pivoted to your truth, to your vision, to your authentic self, they're going to see it in your eyes. They're going to feel the enthusiasm coming off of you. They're going to feel the stoke that you feel and the pride that you have in yourself. They're going to get jazzed by your energy, your positive energy and your courage and your backbone. That inspires people. You will become an inspiration to virtually everyone that you encounter because everyone wants to pivot. Everyone wants to be their best selves, but not many people have the balls to do it. So if you, if and when you do that, you are going to not only be supported like with contacts and so forth, but like be admired. Yeah, You're going to be admired and appreciated, loved and, and, and exemplified. And, and it's really, it's a beautiful feeling, man, to like be doing you when you do yourself, when you do you, people feel it, people admire it and people want to see it succeed you know, and thus your network will come to your aid you know one of the most gratifying things that happened in my career in the last five years was a co-worker confiding in me uh, and thanking me for being such a mentor to her and I never knew what I meant to her and it was really eye-opening for me and one of those hidden treasures of life that you've helped someone just organically and made an impact. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it came back to me in such a way that, that that's, that was a treasure and that 
to me is something that uh, that will probably manifest itself over and over again in the way that you just talked about. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Have and you listen, ever? I, I, I don't want to paint the picture, Pollyannish picture that as soon as you pivot, everything is great and the world loves you and we all live happily ever after. I mean, like my my art career has been long and arduous and, and remains so. Um, but but there's never a moment when I when I regret that pivot. There's never a moment when I'm not proud of myself for, for making that change. And yeah. I think most of us will feel that way afterwards. And I think that uh, that's what's going to come in the weeks to come. That's why I'm excited about this conversation as it unfolds in real time, because I know there's going to be walls that will be hit with my forehead. And I know I'm going to have to stitch it up. Uh, and I know that that's coming. And I'm embracing that, too. Uh, I am not going into this thinking that uh, it's going to be a happily ever after. The water might be colder than I thought. It might be more shallow than I thought. Um, I might not push myself away from the edge as far as I would have thought. But I am going to be able to handle all those things regardless of what happens. Because I'm in mid-flight right now. I'm in mid-freaking flight right now. You know, back yeah. to one other point that I wanted to make about um, uh, activating your network and your neighbors. Um, I, I told this story to you, and I think it's one of the most important tales I've, I, I've heard in quite some time. My neighbor, Lenny, who owns a flower shop in our neighborhood, when we moved in here, he uh, came over and we got to know each other. He's an interesting cat. And he said, you know, if you only knew what your neighbor needed, we'd all be so much better. Mm. And in the middle of the dive and before the dive and after the dive, um, knowing that I am not alone and knowing that I am going to go to my neighbors, my colleagues, my network, my friends, people that I trust, people that I respect, people that I admire. And I think they have the same admiration back, I hope, in some way, shape or form. We're going to do this together um, and we're going to see what we need. And uh, I'm going to satisfy some of those needs and, and maybe I'm not in some respects, uh, but it's going to be out there. And, and that's what's really freaking exciting for me. Uh, back in time, Stu, like earlier in my career, I had my own company. I was doing voiceovers and I was writing jingles and I was um, uh, doing the stuff in front of the camera for the Fox Kids Club as Captain Ron. And the most excited part of my, my life, it was the most thrilling part of my life, was when I was doing all that freelance stuff. And the best part of my day was when I would go to the mailbox to see if there was a check in there. It was like an mm. Easter egg hunt. And it was so <laughs> cool. And I hope that there's a check in the mail sometime uh, in the future. And, uh, I, and, and if not, well, then it'll be there the next day or the next day or the next day because uh, my commitment to what I'm going to do going forward and doing it with you is to make great content. And through that great content, we'll make some really good, interesting connections and we'll go forward with this together. We will, man. And we'll build a network of, of our own. And I, the network is, is such a such a businessy kind of internet word. I, 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 it's overused word, but, but a family, a community uh, of like-minded people, you know, I, I, we're still only what, two or three episodes <laughs> into this thing. Yep. It's, it's just, it's brand new. I'm sitting in my bathroom. I mean, it's hilarious how cliche <laughs> it is, but I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things that's fascinating about 
this particular corner of 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 life that we're that we're discussing is that every single person that that is going to do this i respect everyone that does this mm-hmm. i don't care what you do what field you're in whether who you are where you are how old you are your politics i don't care if you pivot to your best self and to your vision and to your dream right on dude i respect you brother sister get on with it go for it i re- I, I relate to you and we are kindred spirits and I'm hoping that one day there'll be, you know, I don't know what we'll call you, swans, divers, <laughs> swan divers, um, whatever we all are, but we can all get in a room and and just look at each other and be like, right on, yo. I mean, look yeah. at you. Look at you, like, out there, putting it out there, doing your thing. And there's just an implicit respectability uh, and courage and 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 character backbone in in anyone that does this and so for me it's exhilarating to think that we're lighting up this group we're connective tissue here to make this group kind of recognize itself and and uh it's just just know that you know there's there are heroics it's a heroic step and i feel like if in any way we can facilitate or even better catalyze people to get on with this heroic step and 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 their hero's journey um well what a what an exciting thing man what an exciting thing so yeah that's 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 one of the things that is most interesting and exciting for me as i look at the possibilities here and one of the things about that is no one needs permission when the no one needs permission to activate to to take that hero uh leap um and i think that's really important there was no permission taken or granted for you and I to start these conversations. Uh, they just happened. Uh, they just happened. And I, and I appreciate it. And I think that uh, if you look in your heart, if you do your inventory of your skills, if you look at the grooves that are worn in the ground, if you take a look at your network, if you have the ability to honestly assess and be authentic to yourself, the only permission you need is to take the freaking dive. Right. Right on. Agreed. So Agreed. You know, one day is today. One of these days is today. today it is, is man. Days. It is. Today is, that's my t-shirt. Today is one of these days. I was driving yesterday and I saw a bumper sticker that said, anything good can happen, Will. I loved exactly. it. I loved it. Um, so yeah, so listen, we have a lot more to discuss. We really need to talk more about what happens next for me and also my network, my family, my, uh, interpersonal relationships. Cause there are a lot of things to discuss with that. So there's more to come uh, on the next episode. And again, I really want to put it out there. We want to put it out there uh, that the stories that are out there, I know a couple of people in my network, you know, some people in your network, but if you want to join the conversation, uh, send an email, ronrothberg at comcast.net, stuart at stuartsheldon.com. Stuart, you got a great blog uh, that, that if anybody searches, I love, love, love your blog. Uh, so uh, that is available at Stuart Sheldon at stuartsheldon.com as well. Until next time, uh, this is another edition of Swan Dive from the Pura Vida 
fancy, nasty studios in Costa Rica and Peacock and Park Studios in historic Avondale, lovely Jacksonville, Florida, on the banks of the St. John's River. It's another way that we will have another discussion about pivoting to your vision. So uh, thanks for listening, Stu. Thanks for contributing. Yeah. Yes. Back at you, Ron. Everybody out there, Pura Vida. Today is one of these days. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Swan Dive. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and share this episode. Also, we are building a new season of Swan Dive. So if you or you know someone who has experienced a swan dive in their life, please hit us up and contact us through our website, www.swandive.us.